Welcome back to Grace Defined, a podcast where we build on the things we've learned, dig deeper into scripture, and talk about the ministry happenings of Grace Church. Grace Defined episodes are currently uploaded every other Tuesday at 10 a.m. For more information about Grace Church in any of our three locations, head over to allaboutgrace.org, or you can follow Grace Church on Facebook and Instagram. All right, welcome back to Grace Defined. I'm your host, Zach Haynes, and I'm joined with Kendra and Larry Kaufman today. We're going to talk about 5812 Global. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll do our introductions quick, and then we'll get into the questions. Uh, We'll start with Kendra. Kendra is married to our guest, Larry. (laughs) She's a mother of five with two grandkids. Um, Actually, Larry is a father of five (laughs) with two grandkids. That's right. That's good. We got the same. (laughs) Yeah, there's some some similarities. Yeah. Um, Kendra is the co-founder and director of 5812 Global. Um, she also is the owner of Hillside Inn. She studied at Rosedale and Columbia International University. Um, she's a certified Enneagram coach, which we were talking about that before the episode. Yes. So I might need some help. <laughs> I can hook you up. <laughs> okay. Uh, some fun facts. She was born and raised in Canada as a pastor's kid. Uh, and has never gotten a ticket. I know. Probably shouldn't say that out loud, right? <laughs> she, <laughs> she feels very good about that. Knock on wood. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, Larry uh, is the lead pastor at Grace Church and lead visionary at 5812 Global. He has a master's in church leadership and is currently working on a doctorate of ministry at Missio uh, Theological Seminary in Philly. He is passionate about making disciples, planting churches, developing leaders, sending missionaries, and living on mission for God's glory. Um, He loves riding motorcycles, eating sushi, dreaming about possibilities, and going on missions trips with his family. Did I tell you I'm looking at a motorcycle? No. Yeah. We'll have to go go ride together sometime. Hey, man. Let's do it. I love it. It'll be fun. So, yeah, 5812 Global. Um, can you guys tell me a little bit what that about what that is and um, how it aligns with our mission and vision at Grace? Yeah, so uh, we've always had a really uh, a strong vision to to serve others, to help the vulnerable. And uh, for years before we had like a local safe house, we we would get calls from people that were affected by domestic violence and sexual abuse, and um, we felt like the Lord was leading us to launch a ministry more specifically to um, to help women that vulnerable women and children that were affected by being affected by domestic violence and sexual abuse. That's really how it started. Hmm. Uh, for years, we would uh, direct people out of the community to to other shelters, to other spaces, and we felt like the Lord was like, "Why don't we do something in Holmes County?" And so. Um, 5812 Global and Grace Church are separate legal entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kendra and I sit in both worlds. You know, we're leading both, but they're, we've uh, designed them so they're, they're, they are separate. Um, and yet we do uh, partner together to bring uh, you know, hope and healing to the most vulnerable in our community and then also some of the other areas in the world where we have staff and missionaries. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, where'd the name 5812 come from 
So it is, I want to read it for you. Um, it's found in Isaiah 58, 12, and it says, Your people will, re will rebuild the ancient ruins and will rise up the old age of foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls and restorer of streets with dwellings. So, you know, it's just like a powerful image of coming alongside those who have broken pieces in their life and how, you know, with God's help, rebuilding those things that have been ruined and have been broken in, you know, the most vulnerable that we come in contact with. Yeah. Do you guys see a lot of that around here or is it? Yes. Yeah. I think that, uh, that's a misconception yeah. that, um, we as humans probably like to look the other way and say it doesn't happen mm -hmm. in our community, in our community, you know, specifically here in Holmes County, Tri-County, we kind of see ourselves as a religious, you know, um, lots of churches, we all right. go to church, you know, we're great people. And so we tend to think like, this is not a problem here. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is it's a human problem. It's a sin problem. So mm -hmm. it's not a specific problem in one community and not another. Yep. That's why we've branched out across the world is because as we've traveled, we see it in other countries as well. So we see it in our neighborhood. We see it everywhere because mm -hmm. it is, it's a sin problem. Yeah. yeah. It's you know something that we've we've noticed everywhere we've gone here and globally is pain and brokenness is universal mm -hmm. and it's like um, you know we have the answer you know so from the beginning we have said we want fifty eight twelve to be about the healer Jesus mm -hmm. yeah and so like as a church we talk about being a safe place f you know for a healing for a hurting world and this, the same is true with fifty eight twelve global we want to create spaces where people can experience the healing power of Christ. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. Yeah. I think that is also one thing for locally our home, you know, that is in Holmes County is that the women and children, we're not sending them away. Yeah. So it's like we're inviting them to continue to be part of their school system, mm -hmm. their support groups, their mm -hmm. families. Um, and we're not sending them you know, we're not outsourcing it to somebody else. Right. We're saying that, you know, we're here in this community and we want to help those yeah. who, who need this yeah. and their type of situation. It, it is, um, it is messy sometimes, Yeah. you know, where, what Kendra is saying, we don't send them away. We're like, Hey, okay, we we want to help. And that is part of the challenge. I think probably for, a, for most churches or Christians is like, how are we willing to to step into the messiness of the brokenness. Yeah. And it's something that we've we've felt like God has asked us to do is to to be willing to get into the trenches. Yeah. And um and because it's hard. Um, this ministry is one of the hardest things we do because of the trauma and the pain. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some of the women that we help are married to powerful, influential people. And so there's a cost, um, but it's it's a part of, you know, following Jesus. And so we talk about where this is where, fifty eight twelve global is where disciple making and restorative justice, where biblical justice intersect for us, where we want to be a voice for those that don't have a voice, those that are forgotten, those that are living in the margins of our world, the vulnerable, um, you know, the um, the broken. Um, it is it is hard, but it's been it's been amazing to see God's redeeming yeah. 
uh, work and the way that he has provided for us to do this kind of a ministry. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, talking about messiness and and that I've I've had some friends in the past, very close friends, who ended up in an abusive relationship, and you know they they seek help, and, and but it seems like I've had so many friends that have gone back to those relationships. How do you guys navigate that? Like, is there a process, or you know? So the national average is specifically speaking with female uh, victims, survivors, is they will go back seven times before they don't Goodness. go back. So you take that into consideration. Um, I haven't been involved in a case where someone has went back seven times, hmm. but by far the majority of women feel like they do need to go back. And it's, it's, it's a complicated answer or, you know, to talk about, but, you know, uh, most of the times they really do love that person. You know, mm-hmm. that's why they're in a relationship is there is that love. Um, it gets complicated when you have children together. Yeah. It gets complicated when they have been told that they can't do something on their own. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they'll go back for financial stability. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a huge one that I see is that they don't have a vehicle nothing's in their name Um, most of the times the abuser you know has control over the money over the car over your phone over your bank account all of those kind of things and to come away from that um, to come out of that and start over is sometimes you feel they feel like it just is easier to live with this abuse and be in this abuse because i do have a sense of stability Hmm in the abnormal, in the dysfunction. It sounds crazy to say it that way, but it's like I have sat with so many women who are like, I I can't make ends meet by myself. You know, it's like I can't, we can't get groceries. The kids don't have new shoes. Like I can't do this on my own. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, they go back and... um, And that's that's why where we come in to try to help them say we want to help you start over yeah with resources with counseling with resetting your life because one of the things that like what kendra said we help women understand that this isn't normal being mm-hmm. beaten by your husband it's not normal and it's yeah. not okay yeah you can stand up and say this is not okay and yeah. um and it's actually not biblical like in our community we think that staying together at all cost is what is godly (laughs) right and it's like the scripture actually you know i believe that god does not intend for any marriage or any relationship to have controlling Mm -hmm. behavior and abusive behavior it's not biblical but it's like we think that the worst sin or the worst thing that we can do is step out from underneath you know a a marriage that's Mm -hmm. like the worst and it's like actually being in a marriage that is abusive being in relationships that are abusive and controlling that's also not biblical mm-hmm. or you god, know or god honor. or god yeah mm-hmm. right so w- w- the way we say it is that god is god and we are we are pro marriage but god and god is pro marriage but he's also anti abuse yes mm-hmm. and we we like to say that together yeah. we're pro marriage but we're anti abuse yeah. and sometimes you know I mean, I mean, in the best case scenario is a couple can separate, find healing, get help. The man makes some changes. If he's beating his wife, mm-hmm. they can be reconciled. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best case. Yeah. That often is not the case. Right. I mean, there's when a husband beats his wife, 
there's so much damage. Yeah. There's so much trust that's broken, the betrayal. And I mean, everything is possible with God. Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, and we don't ever tell someone to divorce their spouse. We do. We do sometimes say, separate. You need. You do need to separate for your own safety. Mm-hmm. That's a rule. That's just a general rule. Is the safety of the individual, safety of the kids. Um, we've had women come to the safe house the way that I've had. Now they've had to flee for their lives hmm. with nothing but the clothes on their back, and you know black and blue marks like where they were strangled with extension cords and beaten and bruised and like they can't even look at you into your eyes because they're so like beaten down i mean it's it is just it's devastating um yeah one of the things that we do do you know if if a woman leaves and goes back into that same situation we very much say we're still your friends yeah like if you're choosing to leave you can choose to leave. We don't keep anyone against mm-hmm. their will. Yeah. They, but we're still your friends. I, you know, our staff, myself. You know, we give out our own personal cell phone numbers. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, a house phone, like a, a phone number that they can call at any time. We're like, please keep this phone number. Keep these phone numbers, yeah. and you know, we continue to try to con- have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So you know. Um, and there have been along the way there, you know, get back into a situation, they'll call us or reach out. Some don't, you know, but I still think in the back of my mind, I'm like, they, they have that number somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so if it comes to a place in time where they, act, you know, need somebody, they know that we care yeah. and we're still av- available for them. Yeah. So how can the church get involved with helping? Um, what's the best avenue for uh, people at, at Grace? to you know donate or are there ways to volunteer you know what does that look like from from the local church so i'll let larry talk about um like the the donations or like the funding part of it we always use money (laughs) can use money Mm -hmm. so if you have money send it our way we'll use it wisely um some practical things are like toiletries um laundry soap you know body wash all of those kind of things when you go grocery shopping just grab an extra thing of laundry soap and send it our way Um, we have a bin set up at berlin the main campus um, that is there it's there 24 7 you can put something in there everything that somebody donates so like if you donate laundry soap it's something that we don't have to spend money on Mm -hmm. right so our so that we can use that money for counseling and other things that are going to help, you know, the women and children who were there. So any type of that type of thing. Um, we also do take clothing. Um, like Larry said, some women leave with, you know, the children and them, they come with just the clothes on their back. So we try to have clothing available, um, so that they're not using their own money. We're not using our money, you know, for those type of things. Um, and for volunteers, we do take volunteers. So if it's something as you're listening to this and you're just like, God's tugging at my heart, I just want to get involved. Um, you know, reach out to me, 
reach out on the website um, and, you know, let's sit down and have coffee and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's a unique situation. So um, not everybody can be invited to the home, Mm -hmm. but we can use everybody's prayers. We can use uh, we have a local business uh, right now in Berlin who's doing outside work for us. And we, you know, they're, all of their employees come on a work day. And so there, there are a lot of opportunities. So if you, like, don't discount, like, think that there's nothing there for me. Yeah. It's like, let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. And let me see where, let, let's our team, like, fit you into, you know, what we're doing at the house specifically here in yeah. Holmes County. Yeah. yeah, and then we also, like, want to send teams to our, Thailand, our campuses mm-hmm. globally, work teams, Right now, we can't get into Haiti because of the unrest, the political instability there. Um, hmm. But um, yeah, what Kendra said, our biggest need is is funding. Um, so we have a, a safe house, a campus in Holmes County for vulnerable women and children. Then we have a campus in Pattaya, Thailand, that we have missionaries that we've sent there that are serving the vulnerable. We do kids clubs and uh, outreach training, working with a, a one-way church there. It's It's amazing what God is doing, because uh, the needs are incredible. Uh, Patia is the sex capital of the world. There's so much human trafficking, and um, and so we're trying to really uh, influence the city there with the gospel. Hmm. Um, and then our, our, our campus in Haiti, uh, Javen and Cheryl Mullet are our missionaries there, although they're not there right now. Um, and the same, same vision there is serving the vulnerable, vulnerable bringing hope and healing, wanting to do preventative kinds of things too, where we're training um, mommies and daddies, husbands and wives, you know, raising up godly families. Um, so the structure is that we've got a board of directors that oversees all of 5812 Global. It's, mm-hmm. it's separate from Grace, as I said earlier. Um, then we have directors at each campus. Uh, we have a, a, a couple that's in charge of care and coaching our missionaries and um, yeah, we've got uh, our annual budget is about two hundred and fifty thousand, maybe a little bit less. Um, so, uh, so we we run pretty lean, try to steward yeah. well everything that God has given to us, and we are looking for partners, people that want to partner with this ministry, uh, people that want to sponsor, uh, you know, women and children that are at hmm. our, any of our campuses or sponsoring a room. I mean, every dollar helps, and yeah. we've seen God faithfully just provide everything we need to fund this ministry um so yeah we just love to say thank you to all of our partners and people that have given and donated to Mm -hmm. and really believed in this vision it's been is is a hard ministry but it's been we 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 feel like we believe that we're being faithful to what god has called us to yeah that's great um before we kind of start wrapping things up i feel like it would be a a big miss if we didn't talk about uh, the fact that there may be somebody listening to this who is in one of those abusive relationships. And that just that crushes me just thinking about it. But so if somebody is listening who's in that type of relationship, what do they got to do? This is what I would like for them to hear is that you are strong and you can leave. Mm-hmm. And I give you my word that there will be people that can walk with you and um, will be your friend through this. I think that if somebody can be brave enough to leave, they can be brave enough to live without that abusive relationship. So 
Yes. Be brave enough to step away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To ask for help. Yeah. To ask for help. I think that's the biggest thing. It, you know, it's, it's okay to say, this is not okay. I'm not mm -hmm. okay. I need help to reach out to Kendra or me, mm -hmm. you know, somebody at 5812 to talk to somebody. Because that's often the way that the enemy works is it's he isolates people and then it's silence yeah. and, we, and we feel like step one is breaking the silence hmm. and saying somebody you know i need help and we it would be an honor for us to to help you know somebody that's listening that is in a in a very abusive relationship we we're here to help you yeah the other thing i want to say is that it's not wrong to leave mm -hmm. i've talked to two women this week and both of them uh, felt like it's wrong for them to leave. Hmm. And, um, you know, it is not wrong to use your voice to speak up and say that this is, this is wrong and I am going to leave. Yeah. That is okay. Yep. Ma'am. Let's move on to the free-for-all section. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything that you guys wanted to say that maybe I didn't hit in the interview? Um, I don't know how much time. Yeah, we're good on time. So uh, is there anything that I didn't hit in the interview section that you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, any upcoming, if you guys do fundraisers or anything like that? Uh, I don't have a fundraiser date, but when I do, we will, um, we share that on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we have a website that um, is 5812global.org. Mm -hmm. uh, great places to you know check out what we're doing at each one of our campuses mm -hmm. um and yeah i think just like being mindful of how you talk and who you're with you know around just being um keeping your eyes open and your ears open and being that type of a person that somebody can come to mm -hmm. and say you know i what i am facing right now is abusive and I yeah. need help to get out a question I, ju I just thought of this what like maybe there's somebody that's listening who kind of has a hunch that maybe some, one of their friends is going through something like this what do you do like what's you know I, I don't I can't think of anything off the top of my head but like what what should I do as that that friend is it appropriate to be like hey I'm gonna contact somebody to get them help or you know yeah, I think that uh, the worst thing we can do is stay silent. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times if if you're in a, a friendship and you say something, a lot of times the person who is go, is it being abused will deny. Mm -hmm. um, they will deny, deny, deny. And so just saying like, I observed this or like I've noticed that in your personality, this has changed a little bit and I mm -hmm. wonder why. Yeah. And it's like just opening that conversation. It, I promise you, it'll take multiple opening conversations. Yeah. They will very rarely admit something on the first time. Yeah. But um, just letting them know, like I've noticed this, I have observed this, and like whenever you want to talk about it, I'm here for you. Yeah. Whenever you need help, you know I'm here for you. And in their desperate moment of need. I know that they'll remember that you yeah. said that. Yeah. That's, and that's tough too. Cause I mean, I've seen stuff as a first responder mm -hmm. that you can't just outright call it out. Yeah. You know, there, there are things that 
it, it's almost like you're walking on eggshells. Yeah. You really have to be careful. I yeah, think we, that, go ahead. We have said though, yeah, there's, there's times you have to be sensitive and, mm -hmm. and like discerning. We have said from the beginning though, if we know that someone is being abused, that we will not be complicit. Yeah. That we will go and confront, intervene, because I, because you know, especially if we know about it, you know, and yeah. discerning. That's I think what's needed is. But like Kendra said, I think to be a safe p person, so mm -hmm. somebody can be really honest with what is broken. Um, I often drive through our community, and I, I pray that God will, you know, could, like what's happening behind closed doors that you can't see, mm -hmm. yeah. but it's it's happening, and that that the the gospel that we could bear the bring the light of the gospel to shine on the um the, what's below the water line so that yeah. we can bring healing and hope and freedom um it is hard it is hard though i don't think there's a, an easy answer other than what what some of the things that we've talked about praying being yeah. a safe person having relationships that are safe so that people can be open with their their hurts yeah yeah well, thank you guys for coming out. I'm going to add all of the uh, contact information, social medias, all that stuff to the episode description. Um, that way people can get in touch with you directly and then they can also find resources online. You can donate on the website, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, th I thought I saw that on yeah. there. Yeah. Um, great. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming yeah. out. Thanks for thank the you opportunity. For having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Grace Defined. Check out the episode description for any contact information that was talked about in the episode. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to Grace Defined on the listening platform of your choice. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.